Paul Cole, the elusive Paul Cole, joins us now. G'day, Paulie. <laughs> uh, congratulations on the big win. Morning, boys. Good to speak to you again. Cozy. 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 <laughs> Jesus, it's been a big few months, hasn't it? Here you go, mate. Yeah, mate, it's been um it's been a wicked few months for me, eh? Just you know, coming off the back of a tough season. Um it's been a a nice reminder of um, you know, what, what playing squash and enjoying it feels like. I'm not gonna lie, I had my alarm set at seven fifty eight this morning, but um we're here, we made it, so <laughs> Oh, look, mate, you, you, you're hot property at the moment. Everyone wants a piece of Paul Cole, but you're not the only one in the family who's succeeding, mate. You would have had nerves watching your fiance Nelly go up against her sister. Tell us about that little little romp there that they had going on, mate. I was watching it going, wow, we, how do you get up for this when you're playing against your sister? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Um, you know, you've got two sisters <laughs> from Belgium, and squash is not really that, that big there, so it's a cool story, but. At the same time, you know, playing your sister in a in a big final is obviously pretty tough. Mm. They they know how to get each get under each other's skin, and um, but yeah, I mean, they've played two two of their biggest finals in the last um, month. So for them both, it's pretty cool. And they had their mum over here visiting New Zealand as well. So um, the whole story is pretty cool. And you know, I think they well, Naila definitely enjoyed it um, hard on on, on Tinder, but um, you know, it's a cool story at the same time. So. You know, really stoked for her. She's playing her career best form as well. So happy days uh, in the family at the moment. Colsey, it's, it's been a big couple of months. You had the US Open win, you had the Hong Kong win, you've now had the New Zealand Open win, which is the first time your name will go on that trophy, mate. Uh, talk to us about this last couple of months. For you personally, what does it mean to win your home Open? Yeah, mate. Um, start of the season, I I actually planned, um, you know, my training around these events, uh, especially New Zealand Open. It's not one of the biggest ones on tour, but for me, it's definitely one of the biggest ones. Just what it meant to me, and um, having my whole family there watching and be able to win a tournament with them there was really special uh, for me. Obviously, you know, they only get, ever get to watch me online, really. So, uh, not only to to play in front of them, but to also get a win and be able to share that moment with them, obviously. These are some of the best moments in, in our career, and um, they they miss every every one of them. So to be able to you know have that win with them and um, celebrate with them was was pretty special. So like I said, I I planned um, you know my training around for this, and obviously when I won Hong Kong, it was made it pretty tough actually. It didn't really sort of messed up my plan for New Zealand Open, but um, we come back and we got the win, and um, you know. The atmosphere in there was crazy, but there's no way I wasn't going to get up for that. It was it was pretty hard, Yaka. I, I think I landed a day and a half before I played. So, um, <laughs> but the crowd was amazing. There's a thousand odd people in there going nuts for me. So it was wicked. Paul, uh, it's a great initiative from uh, New Zealand Squash. Eh? This New Zealand Open, the way that they've they've designed it, the fields they're attracting as well. I mean, how do the how do the fields uh, stack up against you know some of the other big tournaments you play? It's it's unbelievable what they're they're doing. It's um, the way they structure the the event, not only to get top players here, but the way they have the junior event on before. So we've got all New Zealand top juniors floating around the event, meeting their idols, um, watching top squash, mm-hmm. learning. You know, hopefully motivating them. It's just it's so good for the organisation to do it that way. I think more tournaments should do that way to help squash grow and they get the youngsters involved and you know you see them floating around you know you're signing and taking pictures with all these young kiwis and um you know they're absolutely loving it so and for them to see you know Ali Farag and um, Muhammad El Shabagi and all the top guys as well 
for them it's like senior idols and meeting your idols. So, you know, the organisations have done a, a wicked job in um, doing it this way and structuring the event this way. And um, I think it's just an awesome initiative from, from everyone involved um, at the event. How strong is New Zealand squash? I mean, you know, we, we obviously, we've got the headline makers, um, but underneath that it's kind of sometimes hard to, to have a barometer of what's next. I mean, have you seen mm. the next Paul Cole? Are you pretty confident we're going to have some some people coming through that can uh, can replicate your sort of uh, achievements? It's pretty tough, eh, because for the last six years we haven't really had a national coach, so there's been no structure in place for these juniors to come through and since July, we've we've had our first national coach again, and he's starting to put in structures. And we definitely have the numbers there to um to find the next sort of player. But like I said before, but they haven't really been taught squash, and um, we have a lot of natural athletes in New Zealand, which is great. And just speaking to um some of the, the international guys here, they they can't believe when they come to New Zealand how much um people know what squash is and how much how much people love squash here. You know, they they. They're just at the cafes and they're getting, you know, talking about squash with just random people. So um, the sport's definitely loved in New Zealand and there's definitely enough people playing it. So now we've got that sort of system in place. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what the next few years can bring. And, you know, with these festivals of squash and, um, you know, some people playing on the pro tour, it's exciting what we, what we can do. And I'm um, just looking forward to the next sort of few years, what we can build. When you look at the rankings, Paul, you've got, you know, Egypt's flags flying everywhere. You got the UK, uh, England flag. Uh, you've got the French flag. You got the Welsh flag for Joel Macon, and then there's a little old lonely New Zealand flag. How were you able to crack it? Like you're on your own up there in the big time. You're ranked number three at the moment. Like, like what, what can you put that down to to be able to make and have success that you've been able to have without any support? Um, yeah, I mean, I get looked after pretty well. I'm never going to say I'm, I'm not supported, you know, they're, yeah. they're really good to me. And um, it's tough, though, yeah. mate. Um, it's very tough. Mm. Like, last season especially was a um, a really tough season for me. And I think it's just keeping my head on track, you know, learning how to deal with the losses when you're away and missing family and missing home. And yeah. um, I remember you, you telling me you, know, you had one of your worst seasons and then your next season was the best. And I sort of feel like at the moment, you know, last season was a a real tough one for me and I was struggling and mm. I sort of lost lost why I played squash and lost the enjoyment of squash and I really got it back this season, I feel. Um, even if I didn't get these wins that I've had, obviously it makes it easier to enjoy it, doesn't it? But if I didn't get these wins, I sort of um, you know got back to why I was playing squash and got back to the enjoyment of the process and training and stuff like that. So it makes a big difference when you're travelling the world loving it um, as opposed to travelling the world hating what you're doing. So it's easy when you you've got that sort of clarity of why you're doing the sport and mm. you know training and focusing on the right things and um, not getting too caught up in you know uh, the whole winning aspect of everything so yeah mate it's a lonely world out there I'm very lucky I travel <laughs> with my fiance um, but yeah I got I got great support from family and friends back home so um, yeah it's a tough old world though you never find a harder worker than you, Colsey. Obviously, you put in the work. Um, have you changed much with the way you you train, like your routines? You know, have you pinpointed something that you've you've done in the last month, couple of months, to be able to get this success? Um, yeah, I'm actually um, I'm constantly changing my my swing. Um, hopefully for the better. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've done a bit of uh, technical changes. Yeah, I've done a bit of technical changes the last last couple of months. Um, so I'm still working with my coach, but I've, I've brought a new coach. It's um, not that drop shot, is it? <laughs> that one that I got you on. 
<laughs> no, I'm just constantly thinking, mate. That's what I enjoy, and that's the you know that's why I got back to just trying to improve um, every day, and that's the sort of mindset I got back to. So um, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm I get told off for changing too much, you know. Um, <laughs> they just want me to to stick to it, but that's what I love doing, man. So um, that's what I that's what I'm uh, sticking to at the moment. Is it is it does that explain why you had a bit of a rough 2022? You had too much focus on your golf game and you stopped being rusty. <laughs> I was training for this big match with Izzy, mate. That's what got in the way. Um, but then anybody, he reckons he had his knee surgery or something, excuse like that. So I got postponed. Well, I hear, because I had a message on my golf group chat, that one and only Paul Cole is coming to play golf on the 20th at Clearwater. It's on. It's on, mate. It's on. It's finally on. I'll be there. <laughs> What are you oh, willing to mate, put up, Cozy? Are you pay, paying for ten a hole? Or, or, mate, I mean, he's that... off a scratch. I'm not planning money for him. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a hell of a couple of... Hey, just quickly, tell us a bit about this team event that uh, we've got going on at New Zealand Squash Open. Uh, we just got over Korea last night. Bit of a scare there. Yeah, so we've got World Teams Championships um, kicked off yesterday, so um, mm. the, boy, the boys gave me a rest uh, and they got the job done against Korea and we've got last pool match tonight and then uh, we're into the round of 16, so that win against Korea put us in, in the round of 16. Um, so yeah, last pool match tonight to see who we play for, for the sort of playoffs and um, starting Thursday we'll have round of 16 then um, see how we go from there, so it's a, a good bit of... Um, a bit of baptism of fire for the young boys. A couple of them are sort of getting their test debuts. So, um, it's exciting to see what we can do. And it's going to be a good week of squash. They're looking forward to it. Who's, uh, who are we looking to, to take it out against? Like, who are the form nations going around in the team event? Uh, so you've got Egypt, obviously, um, top yep. of the tree. And then Egypt, uh, England at two. So of, um, the El Shabagi brothers. Uh, converted from Egypt to England, so that now represent England. Yeah. So they're pretty strong as well, actually. So you've got those two at the top, and then um, France and Switzerland are three and four. So, yeah, you, you never know. We'll obviously um, give it our all and try and make uh, Aotearoa proud. So I'm looking forward to it. All right, Colsey. You're in the country. How long are you here for, mate? And when, when are you jet-setting off on your another adventure? Yeah, so uh, after we finish this week and then got the big match next Wednesday at Clearwater, um, I'll shoot over to Greymouth and spend a, spend a couple of weeks down there with a the family and shoot off uh, January 5th back to Europe and start preparing for the, the second half of the season. Beautiful, mate. I'm looking forward to catching up with you, Colsey. It's been a, a long time between drinks. I think the last time we caught up was when I tried to uh, play a bit of squash there in Tauranga and it was all pear, went all pear-shaped. I've still got the squash racket, so we'll go out for a hit, mate. But thanks so much for your time. We're always proud of you, brother, and uh, keep continuing on flying that flag. And well done to your, your fiancé as well, mate. Great uh, weekend for both of us. Thanks, bro. Appreciate the phone call. See you soon. Yeah, we appreciate the phone call. Didn't appreciate the alarm at 7.58, though, is he? Yeah, well, I was on him. I was on him. He, he's a hard man to track down, wasn't he, old poor Carl? Carl's he was, he he's was. got more phone numbers than any athlete I've ever met. Like, really? I'm texting him at the moment, moment on his hotmail address. I don't know what's happening there. And then he sent through, <laughs> I, I messaged him, should we ring you this number? And he goes, oh, no, I'll ring this number. 029? I'm like, who has an 029 number? Paul Cole. <laughs>
Paul Cole, that's, he's, got, he's got his own mobile network now. That's that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, mate. But also, mate, uh, he's had a very uh, successful last couple of months. US Open, Hong Kong Open, a comeback and win it at home and just getting an understanding how much that really meant to him and, and his family to do it on his own backyard and with his fiance. 